Morning the Way Community Church. I miss you guys terribly. Definitely don't like social distancing. I want to be in the same room with you guys. This whole camera thing is not normal for me, uh, but I do want to make sure. I, I, many of you guys have been saying thank you for uh, uh, and how much you miss your church and taking photos and putting it on social media of your church in your living room, and it's super cool. But I want to make sure that you guys know that uh, the special thanks really needs to go out to the media team and everyone that's been working behind the scenes, ours, uh, Corey, Caleb, Rich. These guys have been putting in a crazy amount of hours to make this work, and we've had a lot of uh, hiccups with this service to make this go live to you, and so we're recording almost 24 hours now um, because of some of the mistakes that we've been making, and I think it's because the enemy has a message no, the enemy doesn't want you to hear the message that the Lord has for you today. And so um, I feel like God wants to speak to you. And so uh, before I, I move on with the word of the Lord, I want to say thank you to uh, the media team. I love you guys. And uh, we seriously can't do this without you. We're starting a new series today called God-Sized Questions. And in this series, uh, we're trying to unpack uh, the origin of all of the questions that you guys are walking through right now. We planned to do this series about three months ago, and we had no idea what we were going to be walking into in this day and age and what's happening in our lives. And there are a lot of people that are really struggling right now um, that really, some of it has nothing to do with what's happening in society or in the world, but some people are just really dealing emotionally or financially, um, relationally. And, and a lot of it is heightened because of the time that we're living in right now. But with the questions that you're wrestling, it's funny. Uh, so we're trying to find the origin of all of the questions. And so we've narrowed them down to three basic questions that all of us ask and really struggle through. And if we're not careful, can develop a worry because of it. And that's why, which is going to be next to impossible. How do you answer why for all these God-sized questions? How do you answer how? Um... And today we're going to try to tackle the crazy question of when. When is God? And that is going to be difficult. What you need to know is that some of the answers that I'm going to try to present to you, you uh, may not like. Um, and some of them you may feel like uh, that's not good enough. I often have felt that way. Listen, Jesus often answers questions with questions. And so as you're developing an answer for some of your questions, you may find out that you're coming up with more of them. And that really just may be the Lord in the season with you, helping you wrestle with him through life. There's nothing wrong with uh, unpacking life. And sometimes as you unpack, you realize there's more at the bottom of the well that you got to dig through. Some of you may not like the answers you get, and some of you um, really just may struggle, but I want you to know that sometimes the, the most honest answers are the most simple ones. We just want a different one. But He is the Lord. He is speaking into our lives, and today I believe through all of the questions that you're asking, when God is going to speak to you today. Uh, a couple of the other things you need to know foundationally before we move into the message is that God, is, Christians are not exempt from suffering, from loss, from pain or heartache. And some of these emotions that you're tackling with are real. And it's frankly 
it's not something that God is trying to rescue you out of. He's not a helicopter parent that's afraid of you getting hurt. He loves you. Um, but in our hurt and in our pain and in our suffering, we become more like Jesus, which is ultimately God's goal. It doesn't mean that he's going to let you stay in those emotions. He's going to redeem you out of it. But there is a process that it's healthy for you. He, if he allowed his son to go through pain, sorrow, heartache, hurt, he's going to allow us because it makes us more like Jesus for the world to see if we respond correctly. In this series, I've been thinking about many of you and thinking about the life circumstances that you guys are going on, literally writing down names, writing down situations, writing down uh, the, the pain that some of you are feeling in your body right now, writing down some of the people that are struggling financially in our community right now and the questions that you have about job and finances and your constant giving and God, where are you? Thinking about some of you that have been asking, God, where is the baby that you promised? Or where is the husband that you promised? Or when are you going to deliver my husband from his drug addiction? I'm realizing that some of you are wrestling with God with when, 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 when. When am I going to escape this depression that I've been struggling through? Or or, 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 or when when is the house that's going to come through or the promotion? For the love of God, when is the COVID going to stop and just go away and social distancing be done, right? Like this is driving me bonkers. When can I get out of the house and just get back to church and hug people again? I, this is the one that I ask every day. And sometimes God doesn't answer me. But I've learned that it helps in my life when I can understand who God is, understand how he works, and bring his word into my life. I'm going to jump into this today. Can we pray first and we'll see if we can unpack some of God's truths to understand how to wrestle with God-sized questions like when? Jesus, they need you today. I need you to help me communicate your word. Your word is powerful. Would you help? In Jesus' name. Amen. You may uh, want a paper and pen. I'm going to have a lot of notes today, a lot of scriptures. Um, and you um, you may want to. This is this may be a little deep today. Uh, I'm going to go all around here a little bit. But the first thing you need to know is that God, um, there's there's four Ps to this message today. Four Ps. And the first one is is Promises. When we're talking about waiting on the Lord, you need to know that we're, what we're waiting on is God's promise to be fulfilled in our life. And you need to know that God always keeps his promises. He always keeps his promises. You will see the word of the Lord fulfilled in your life if you wait for it. Don't tarry. You will. Every word. The scripture says, for all of the promises, all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. All of the promises of the Lord are yes and amen. This is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. 
God has a promise for you. He's put it in your heart and you're waiting, wondering when. And I know that you're carrying this and sometimes it can be like a burden, like a weight, like a hurt. I need to know when, God. The answer is yes. You will see the promise of God fulfilled in your life, either in this life or in the next. Whether it's for a house, uh, whether whether it's for the pain in your body, whether it's, whether and I'm, this is not a cop-out, like to say like in this life or the next, listen, so many of us, we get focused in this world and it's a dangerous thing. This world is like gravity and it pulls us back and we forget that our home is in another world. And if we're sowing in this life into that life, that is a good thing. Jesus said to store up our treasures in heaven. So I am sowing my finances into a kingdom that I have not yet seen with my eyes. I am sowing uh, 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 my, my, my prayers. I am sowing my time. I, I am sowing. Uh, Jesus said, "Store up your treasures in heaven, where, where rust and, and, and robbers can't break in to steal them, where, where, where moths and, and rust can't destroy them. And there, where your treasure is, so will your heart be." He's saying, "Look, man, like we are born of another kingdom. We will all find healing in heaven." Jesus said it this way in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Don't let your hearts be troubled. You trust in God, trust also in me. He says, there is more than enough room in my father's house. If it weren't so, I would not have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you. That everything is, is when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am going. You will find the house that you want. You will find the healing that you want. You will find the finances you want. Everything we are doing in this world, whether it's in prayer, whether it's in seed, uh, we are investing in a kingdom that we have not yet seen, and it will be returned to you. It is a promise of the Lord. He sees your heart, your prayers, your investment, your ministry, and it's not going to fall on deaf ears. But I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. I have seen blind eyes open. I have seen deaf ears open. I have seen the lame walk. I have seen bones put back together again. I've seen wombs healed in our very church. We have seen marriages put back together again. We have seen depression rebuked. We have seen salvation visit the lost. We have seen so many times we have seen miracle after miracle after miracle. And the promises of the Lord are yes and amen. And many of us are waiting, wanting to know when. He promised he will do it. That's the first P. The second one you need to know is he is present. Now, time is a funny thing, and it's something that we're really stuck in, especially as an American culturally. We, we live in a scenario where, like in every other country in the world, people don't worry about time as much. Time is loose. People show up, they stay, they linger, they leave. It's whatever. But here, man, we know what we're doing at 4.30 next Thursday because we live in a time culture. And it can be very frustrating. The Lord doesn't operate on our time schedule. Many people say he's the God of the 11th hour. And then, I mean, it's like you could shout out a testimony right now on your YouTube. He has shown up so many times last minute. It's crazy. And he doesn't worry about us worrying about things. He's telling us, don't worry I'm going to come through. You trust in the Father, trust also in me. Check this out. It, 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 the scripture says, in the beginning, time, 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. We have to understand Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was Jesus, Jesus was with God, Jesus was God, and Jesus was in the beginning with God. This is important for us to understand time because we're stuck in it. Now, uh, as we fast forward in the, the book of Revelations, at chapter 1, verse 8, the scripture says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. He says, I am the first and I am the last. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come. Why that's important is because he says he is the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. That's huge because we're trapped in time. The God who wrote the book of Revelation is the God who walks with us, who was the God in Genesis, who is the God of all my tomorrows, the scripture says. He's the God living in my next week. He is the God living in my next month, in my next year, and the God living with me in eternity right now. He's the only God who knows who all of the armies are going to be there, standing there on the last day on this planet at Armageddon. It's so important that we understand that because when God says, I promise you, he's not saying, I'm hopeful that I can get it to you. He is the God who's saying, I am with you as you're receiving it right now. I promise it's coming. But many times we get stuck in this world like a, a newborn baby. I remember when Teresa handed me Micah years ago when he was a little baby and, uh, She'd say, hey, I need to go and step out of the house and clear my head. And uh, I want you to take care of Micah. He's sleeping. Don't worry. Everything is good. And she'd leave the house and go to Target, walk around like girls do. And it's awful. I'm so glad Target's closed. And, uh, and so she, she would hold this baby to me. And I'd, 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 okay, everything's good. And like the moment she would leave, he'd wake up screaming. And he's hungry. And he's like in pain. And he needs to have this problem solved right now. Well, he's not Dying, he's not. He's fine. He just ate two hours ago. But children, like, they have to eat like every sick. They have to eat like me. It's like an Oreo cookie. I just gotta. I don't know how I get Oreo cookie in every sermon. But anyways, um, and so it would. I would realize. Look, I'm gonna go get you food. And but he couldn't hear that. He didn't understand the the language of his father saying, "I'm gonna take care of you, son. Just hear me. It'll be ready in four minutes. I just have to heat the bottle." I just have to prepare the bottle. It's going to take four minutes, Micah. Just relax. As a child, we don't understand sometimes the language of God when he says, trust me, it's just going to be a couple minutes because to us, time doesn't make sense. But the God who is and who was and who is to come knows it's going to be with us in three minutes because I'm already there with you in three minutes. He is the God who is omnipresent and ever-present. All present means he is everywhere all at once, and he is in every time all at once. Listen to this. The scripture says in Psalms 46 verse 1, God is our strength and our refuge, and he is an ever-present help in trouble. God is our refuge and our strength. He is an ever-present help in time of trouble. God is ever-present. Psalm 90, verse 1 through 4, says that from everlasting to everlasting you are God, that you were there for the generations before me and the generations you'll be there after me. Realize this, that God was there with my grandpop 
and my great-great-great-grandpop and Martin Luther and everyone else. He was there far before I existed, and he'll be here long after I'm gone with my great-great-great-great-grandchildren. Ever-present God, an omnipresent God, is a God that can fulfill a promise that he said, I will do it. He sees it happening with you. The reason why I think that this is important is because he is and he was and he is to come. But it's like we're trapped in this two-dimensional world. Someone, an author said it best, it's like we are staring at a parade through the hole in a fence. We can't see the parade ahead of us anymore, and we can't see the parade behind us. It's like in life, we are stuck in time. We can't go backwards and we can't go forward. We can guess what's coming, and we worry oftentimes about what will tomorrow look like, but we are stuck in this moment in time. We want so desperately for the end of the parade so we can see it, so that we we would just crush everything together. It would ruin so much things, but matter doesn't move that way for us. But God, who is above the parade and in front of the parade and at the end of the parade, and he knows what the cleanup crew are doing even right now, before the parade even starts, we're stuck. God is not trapped in our two-dimensional world. He's above and upon and within and among. He is here with me in this room and at home with you right now. He is the God of yesterday and next week and forever. And when he says, I promise, I don't know anyone else's promise you can trust. Hmm. The God raised Jesus from the dead says I got you the first thing you need to know is that God promised you and I think it's so important that as we if you get a promise from the Lord that you get into the word Uh, because listen there is nothing more powerful than the word of God even when you when you believe that God is promising you something get into the scriptures and begin to claim it over your life as it comes out of your mouth, it'll feel even more powerful. As you hear other people quote the word of God, it will feel more powerful. When you go into prayer and you begin to remind God of the word of God, you can feel the power of God moving through you. The word of God is power. It's living and active, and it's sharper than any double-edged sword. If you have a promise, have a word. First point was promises. The second point is that God is present with you right now and present with you tomorrow as he's fulfilling it. The next thing I want you to know is that God already paid for the present that he promised you. He paid for it. There's this verse in uh, Psalms 107, uh, verse 20, and it says this. He sent forth his word and healed them, and he rescued them from the grave. Why I think this is so important is that he sent forth his word and healed them and and rescued us from the grave is this Jesus paid for it all Jesus paid it all all to, no I'm not going to get into that sorry Rich shut up listen um, he sent forth his word and healed them the reason why that's important is uh, David wrote this some thousands of years before Jesus came on the earth 
But uh, God promised that Jesus would be born through the lineage of David, but he can see through time all of the people that had to be born, all of the people that had to struggle for when God was going to move in their life and move in their life and move in their life. And he couldn't see that he was actually weaving time together to bring forth the promised seed of Jesus through the promised line of David. Well, David wrote this song some thousands of years before Jesus was born about a past tense situation. He said he sent forth his word and healed them because God's word always heals, which is why we stand on the word. But what is so cool about this is that he didn't realize that he would be talking in future tense about Jesus. God sent forth his son. We experienced it last week in Passion Week. Jesus, for God so loved the world that he sent his son that whoever believeth in him would not perish but have an everlasting life. God sent forth his son and healed us. God's word brings healing. We have to get God's word in our heart and in our life. He, God sent his word and healeth us and rescued us from the grave. Either in this life or in the next, God is saving us. He is redeeming us. I'm so grateful that I don't fear the COVID. I am so grateful that I don't fear death. I'm so grateful that I don't fear cancer, that I don't, I don't fear dying next to because I know the God who walks with me and I know the God who walks with my family long after I'm gone. Jesus, God sent forth his word and healed me. God sent forth his word and he's healing you of that financial situation. It, he already sent it and he's already with you as you're receiving it. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. He paid for it already when God sent his son years ago. There's this cool illustration in the galaxies. If you were to, on, on Google, if you were to type in the X Factor, X Factor Galaxy, you would see an image of, of this blue galaxy, what would look like a cross and Jesus hanging on it. Why I think that that's so significant is because the scripture says that Jesus that God, that God crucified Jesus uh, before the foundations of the earth. Meaning, before he created the world, he planned on crucifying Jesus. But millions of years ago, he exploded a galaxy so that we today could take a picture of it and see the love of Jesus being crucified on the cross because Jesus paid it all. Thousands of years ago, God sent his word to heal me today to let me know that I can trust in his promise in this power of his resurrection that God is not going to be late he's going to be on time and you can stand on his word you will see every promise of God come to pass the promises of God are yes and amen you will see them in this life or in the next either we're sowing into eternity or we're going to reap it right now in, in this world but God will not let you down it's what he does. One, he keeps his promises. Two, he is ever present in this day and in next week. Three, he already paid for it. 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 There's a cool verse in Ephesians uh, chapter one, verse three. It says this. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing who already has blessed us 
There are times where we feel like everyone else is blessed but us, and we don't understand that God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing, with every spiritual gift. You have the gift of prophecy. You have the gift of, of wisdom. You have the gift of, of authority and boldness. You, you, you have the gift of healing. You, you have the gift of deliverance. You have the gift of, 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 of release of depression, of that addiction and deliverance. You have the, 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 the finances and the relationships. You, you have every spiritual blessing in heaven already inside of you and I know this because as he would go on he would say that he already predestined this meaning we're waiting for something to happen and God is he's already wrote the end of the book because he's already seen it he's the first and the last the reason why revelations is possible is because God's already seen it so what I'm, I'm, I'm telling you is that he 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 He's already paid for the future. It's already a done deal. It's already ours. Look, someone prophesied over you long ago and said that God is going to send you to the nations, that there's a gift of healing gift in your life. And the reason why God can speak to your future is because he's already seen it. Look, the, the scripture says that before you were in your mother's womb, the Lord knew you. How? How did he know you would have blonde hair or blue eyes or a crazy afro or bald? And, uh, you know, how does he know? Because he already knows my children because he's already with them. He paid for it all. He predestined us. Not and it's, We still have free will. He's walking with us in tomorrow. He's already seen the way this goes down. He has seen the fulfillment of the thing that you are waiting to happen right now. You want to know when. And God's already watching you celebrate having it. And so many times we get caught up in the moment and we worry about it. And it's like we're being filled with anxiety and we're losing victory in the moment. And God's already watching you celebrate having it. Imagine what could happen if you didn't allow the pain and the torment and the impatience to overcome your faith. And you can celebrate right now like Jesus would have done walking in full confidence, knowing he was going to the cross. He, he, he wasn't uh, crying about it for months and years and, 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 and an awful torment about it. He, he knew he was going to the cross. He knew he was going to be resurrected. If you already know that God's going to give you the promise, begin to live your life in a celebration as if you're already receiving it. You've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I love it. Last point today, one, there's a promise that God has for you. Two, uh, he is already ever-present and omnipresent in your life. Uh, three, he, is, he has already paid it all. Jesus paid it all. And four is a partnership. Now, this one takes faith. Uh, check this out. There's this scenario where Jesus is talking to the disciples in Acts uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 4 through 8. And um, in this scenario, what happens is um, it's, the scripture says, uh, so Jesus was crucified, he was resurrected, and he's standing with the disciples. And they're believing that they're going to be delivered from the Roman Empire, and they're going to see uh, Israel return to its great and awesome, powerful state. And so the, Jesus says to them, hey, once he was finished eating with them, he commanded them. He said, look, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you a gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized you with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized um, with the Holy Spirit. 
He says, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem. I want you to wait here until you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. They, who are filled with questions about, like, man, Jesus is resurrected. This is crazy. How did he even do that? I don't know, man. Hey, uh, ask him about Jerusalem. Great. Hey, uh, is it at this time, Lord, that you're going to restore our nation and make Lakeland normal and let us go back to church and let us go back to jobs and separate the social distancing thing, Lord? Hey, Lord, uh, you're so awesome. Is it now that you're going to do it? And he's like, you're not hearing me, guys. I need you to do something that's more important than you worrying about the COVID. I'm going to take care of the COVID. I'm already restoring Israel. I've already fixed Lakeland. I'm already fixed the United States. We're worrying about the United States returning to its greater, like powerful state of finances. And it may be that the Lord has already just changed everything forever. Don't worry about something that God's already got under control. None of this is out of his control. What he's trying to say is that you're missing the point. Your eyes aren't on what it's supposed to be on. We're asking when, and he's saying, do you trust me? I have you. I've already, I'm already present in your life, and I've already paid for everything that you need. Here's what I need from you. The Father alone has the authority to set the dates and the times, but they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be witnesses for me in Lakeland and in Florida and in the United States and all over the world. What Jesus is saying is, hey, look, guys, uh, there's this partnership. You have some things that you want me to do, and that's great. There's some things that I want you to do that's kind of a bigger deal. It's like this. I've got everything that you have and everything you want under control. While you're waiting for me to do this thing, I need to keep you moving. There's something that's actually more important than what you're worried about right now, and I need to know if you'll help me with that. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to wait. I need you to wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. I need you to wait for power on high to fill you. I need you to wait until you feel the power of God on you in such a way that you feel bold enough to be a witness, to declare that God is good and that he is healing our nation, that God is good and that he is moving in our city, that God is good and he is moving in our families, that God is good and he is moving in our church and in our home right now. I need you to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. And many of us are going, yeah, but God, is it now that you're going to heal all these things? Please wait for the Holy Spirit. There are like times um, where like uh, this weekend that uh, many of us uh, were struggling with even like this recording and they're like, hey, how can I help you? Well, here's how you can help. Just pray. Yeah, but like, what can I really do? No, like pray. If you're asking God, God, when? All right, I got that solved. Now here's an assignment for you. There's a partnership that God wants to have with you. He says it differently in, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. I'm done with this. Uh, you got to hear this. This is stupid powerful, in my opinion. There's a partnership that God has with you. I've got you. Do you have mine? If you draw near the Lord, he'll draw near to you. He is entrusting us with this gift, and he's asking, hey, look, do you have this request that I have for you? Listen to this in 2 Peter. It's about waiting. But do not forget this one thing. But do not forget this one thing. I love when Peter says that. It's as clear as possible. My dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. 
Yeah, that's annoying. And that's super true. <laughs> I feel like I've been waiting for years to get married. God, when is she coming? I've already got it under control. Don't worry about it. If you want her now, you can have her. But she's a hot mess. Do you want to trust me? You know, it's like, hey, do you uh, you want to eat now? Because dinner's not ready. If you want it now, you can eat the turkey, but it ain't been cooked yet all the way. And you're going to get sick. Do you want it now? And we're like stopping. God, I need this miracle. And we don't understand there's this parade moving. And God is orchestrating all of these things all around us to come together. To f- all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You just have to wait. It's good. He's already seeing you celebrate it. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. Verse nine, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. Wait a second. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, but he's being patient with you. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, but he's being patient with you. See, we think we're waiting on God, and I believe what's actually happened is that God's waiting on us. We want to know about uh, the COVID and our house and our finances. God, is everything going to be okay? I need to know about this healing of my body. God, is everything going to be okay? And God's waiting on you. God is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. But he is waiting for all He's not wanting anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. What if what God is doing in the suffering and the torment of you wanting to know when you're going to have is actually good for you, that it's refining you? What if if God gave you your spouse right now, you would ruin your marriage because you're not ready to be married. You're not ready to be a parent. You're not ready to have that job. You don't have the character to sustain that job. What if God, what he's trying to do is get everyone to come under repentance? What if he's trying to get you to work with him in a way that you'll trust him and wait on him? In many of us, the problem is, as we're talking to God, we want what's in God's hands, not what's in God's heart. What's in God's heart is he's saying, I want you to wait for my spirit. I want you to wait for the power to come from on high. And he would finish this up by saying this, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The heavens will disappear with a roar and the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. And since everything will be destroyed like this in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. I am. I am 100% convinced that a lot of the things that's happening right now I don't know if it's from the Lord, but I do know that God works out all things for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And I believe he is using a lot of these moments to get us alone. And many of us, as we're alone, we're finding other crafts to turn our eyes to and to turn our hearts. We're falling in love with video games or movies or, or TV or, or other things. And what God is trying to say is like, hey, look, wait for my spirit. I want to fulfill the call of God on your life. I want to send you to the nations. 
I want to send you to bind up the brokenhearted. I want to use you to hug people in such a way that it breaks off the addictions in their life. I want to use you to bring the word of the Lord into people's lives. I want to put my word in your mouth that you would walk up to people and talk about scriptures that would be fulfilled in their life. I want to use you to do great things in people's lives. God wants to move in our life and there's this partnership that he wants to happen. I want you to know there is a promise that God has over your life. He's spoken over your life years ago prophetic words that you are called to do great things. Jeremiah 29 11 says this, for I know the plan that I have for you because he already sees it. There is a plan that God has for you. There's a promise that God has for you. He is already present with you in that promise and he has already paid for you to be good enough to fulfill that promise. And now there's a partnership. And in this moment, I need the church right now to come alive, to begin to pray like we have never prayed before, to learn to get alone with God. And I'm telling you, like you feel like you're bored. God has put you in that boring season to get you alone with him so that he can be the lover of your soul, that he can be your bridegroom, that you would be his bride and that he would be your bridegroom and that God would romance your soul. God is divinely setting you up to move in your life like never before. When? Right now. When is it going to happen? It's happening right now. He's already paid for it. And he's trying to get you ready to be prepared to receive it. And what he's asking is that you would wait on him. And so what I'm asking, I'm going to ask the band to come back and we're going to go into a time of worship. And if you need prayer right now, I'd like you to just in the chat, just say, hey man, pray for me. Or text the church and say, hey man, pray for me. Or reach out through the app and say, hey man, pray for me. But right now in our life, I believe that God's got you in this place for a reason. And he's trying to work on things inside of you. What he wants to do is bring the power of God and put it inside of you. And we're going to go into a time of worship where we just wait on the Lord for a couple minutes and we sing this song to the Lord. And what I'm asking right now is that you would surrender your life to Jesus for just a couple of minutes. What that looks like is you would just say, Lord, here's my life. I lay it down. God, here's my life. I lay it down. God, here's my life. I lay it down. Would you pour out your spirit in my life? Here is my life, Lord. I lay it down. You're asking when? And God said, I promise I'm present with you in that moment, fulfilling it. I've already paid for it. I have, a, I have a deal with you. You wait for me. I want to do something so gloriously powerful in your life right now. Would you sing this song with me?
Lord Jesus, I thank you for this time. Your presence is perfect to me. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name. Hey guys, just in closing today, I want to make sure that you understand just one simple thing. Um, tomorrow is not promised, you know? And uh, all we have is today. And so uh, I know some of us feel like we're climbing the walls. Uh, Jesus said once, uh, can worry add a single day to your life. Many of us are living in tomorrow when we have to grab our loved ones and make memories. And so if you can, I think that it's almost super neat. It's kind of like we've gone back in time. that We can't go anywhere or do anything and we're not, we have time to be together. And so today, make this day fun and filled with memories. Love the people that you have and enjoy the moment as much as you can. I'm thankful for what God is doing in our life and I know some of us are wondering about tomorrow, but the Bible says tomorrow's not promised. So I'm so grateful for moments where God can help us surrender our hearts. Well, let's love and let's make every moment count. I love you guys. God bless you. I'll see you later.